the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good son, Nathaniel Lundy, who's live from Radio Row in Los Angeles, California. This is the Fade the Noise podcast. Uh, Lundy, have you ever eaten octopus uh, during your travels in Mexico? Uh, no, I have not. Although I will say uh, my daughter is a big fan of octopus. And uh, she says that the reason why is she thinks it's funny when the suction cups stick to her tongue. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I've had it. I tried it. Not my favorite. Not my fa- a little creepy, a little crawly, a little weird, little. Yeah, the suction cup. Yeah, no, not really down with that. No matter how much hot sauce. Uh, you drowned in it. I can tell you that right now. But I don't know if you're familiar with the octopus wager. And I, I got uh, turned on to this a year ago. Uh, it is uh, an event that you can actually bet on. No, it, it involves nothing like hockey-wise. You know, people smuggling octopi in their socks and you know climbing the rafters, and then chucking it on the ice, and somebody pick it up and you know twirling it around the top of their head. Uh, has everything to do with uh, the points scored by a player on a single drive. So it has to be like an 80-time touchdown. It's got a receiving or rushing TD by a player. That's six points. And then they score a two-point conversion. All on the same drive. And you can bet on this right now at DraftKings at 14-1 to 1 plus 1,400. Uh, it was a stat invented by a Sports Illustrated writer in 2019 and is now being tracked. So since the implementation of the two-point conversion in the NFL in 1994, there have been 169 nice octopi that have occurred in the NFL's history, again, since 1994, and it's happened six times this year. Uh, and some of the guys that have done it, uh, like Danny Amendola did it, Amon Ross St. Brown did it, Michael Pittman, I think, is on that list, Mark Andrews, and then there's like some oddball uh, that scored a touchdown and got the two-point conversion on the same drive. So, Lundy, in your estimation, your prognostication prowess, my man, is worth firing off a ticket at 14-1 odds to see an octopus occur in Super Bowl 56. And put the cherry on top of the Sunday. Give me a fearless forecast. If you believe it's going to happen, who's going to do it? Well, I'll tell you what. I, I think it's worth it only because of the payday. You know, it's not something I'm going to bet a lot on, but why not sprinkle something that you could just be looking for that oddity to take place uh, at some point over the course of the game? So I will say uh, I will go with yes, uh, that I'm willing to make that bet. And if I had to twist choose, your arm, twist your. Yes, I'm willing to make that. Bet. Um, <laughs> of course you, are. you know me, man. I'll bet I'll bet on anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's go with OBJ. Hmm. At, you know, that could uh, certainly happen. I mean, I would throw it out there at Cooper Cup. Uh, the quarterback's highly unlikely. Maybe one of the running backs. Uh, but I, I would say your receiver options are going to be your top choices. You know, maybe Jamar Chase could do it. But I would say Cup, if we were doing like a fantasy-style draft on who could get an octopus in the Super Bowl, he would be my number one overall pick. But I think OBJ, certainly within the top, you know, three, minimum top five, best options in this game so fascinating stuff for those of you that maybe have never heard of the octopus you can get in on the action right now at DraftKings Sportsbook at 14 and 1 with that let's get to it on this hashtag tequila Thursday bartender bartender pour us another edition of the fade five 
number five. All right, Lenny, time to drop the puck and make some more bucks. Let's uh, bash those books into the boards. What do you got for me in the NHL? Yeah, we need to bash them, Brad, because we only went one and two yesterday. Got those Detroit Red Wings, but you could have bet the exact opposite of my pick on Edmonton and Seattle, and you would have been just fine. Uh, So let's look at uh, tonight. Let's talk about Toronto and Calgary. Um, Honestly, I was going to pick the Maple Leafs uh, in this game, but then Calgary kicked the snot out of the Golden Knights last night. So I'm going to look at the total instead. I think these guys are going to put the puck in the back of the net several times. Both of them offensively uh, have looked very good. So the total right now is sitting at six um, and and it's at a minus 120. Folks, if you can get it at six, grab it, because I think by the time that gets closer to puck drop, this is going to go up to six and a half. Um, I think the hook is going to come into play. So if you can get it right now at six as you're listening into the pod please do um toronto has been scoring i think over the course of their last eight games they're averaging about 3.3 goals per contest we know calgary can score as well and calgary will be at home uh and coming off that huge win against vegas so put all that together let's look at the total i need a lot of goals tonight out of the flames and the leafs oh hopefully the flames will catch fire put the biscuits in the basket let's sound the sirens and head it over number four All right, let's go to the NBA, and I I believe I got my NBA player prop correct yesterday, and then I missed every other selection of the podcast. Uh, Lundy, uh, I don't know if you've been tracking this, uh, but we are 0 for, at least I am, 0 for the last six in college basketball. It's pain, pure pain. I had six consecutive profitable weeks. I'm down seven units now on the week, and the gambling gods are exacting their revenge. (laughs) So we'll get some college basketball picks here in a minute. But let's go to the pros. And I like Steven Adams uh, to go out there and bang on the glass uh, and wax that glass against Detroit. I'm going to take the over on nine and a half rebounds at minus 120 at DraftKings. Uh, He has done this in four of his last five games. And the last time he faced Detroit back on January 6th, 14 rebounds. In that effort, uh, Detroit, the third most opponent rebounds per game allowed. So uh, you've got a recency bias with the history. You've got the recency bias with the the trend here. The four of the last five has been over this. And then you have the primo matchup on paper. So pull it all together. The only thing I think is going to deter Adams uh, away from this would be like, God forbid, an injury or a blowout scenario, which is always a possibility when you're playing Detroit. And he doesn't play a whole lot in the fourth quarter, but it may not matter. Hell, he might have double figures by the end of the third quarter. So fade or follow, Steven Adams over nine and a half rebounds at Detroit. Are we going to make some cash with the Kiwi? Yes, uh, actually we are. And here's the thing, Brad. You just said, well, what happens if it's a blowout and he doesn't wind up with the minutes? Uh, it was a 30-point blowout the first time they played Detroit, and he still had 14 um, so, yeah, I, I don't think it matters if it's a blowout. I would expect that he's going to be at eight or nine, um, probably by early in the third quarter. I just think that's how the game flow is going to go. And this guy gets double digit rebounds month of January. He's averaged uh, 10.3 per contest. And so far in the three games here uh, in the month of February, he's averaging 10.7. So this number is below what he's been averaging recently. Um, and despite the blowout against Detroit uh, the first time they played, he still, as you said, got 14. So I am really comfortable with this one. This is one of my favorite uh, NBA props for tonight, which probably means it's doomed. 
<laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. Box out, Stephen Adams. Grab those boards. Number three. All right, let's head out west of the Pac-12, and let's feature a matchup between a couple of uh, dungeon dwellers in that league. Arizona State traveling to Seattle to take on the Washington Huskies, and they're going to put the Huskies in the kennel. Uh, I'm going to take the Sun Devils uh, forks up here, straight up on the money line at plus 110. Uh, I pulled this one at FanDuel. Uh, I saw that at BetMGM is at plus one and a half, but the money line is just minus 105, which I found interesting. So you can, if you shop around a little bit, you can still find it plus odds uh, for this game straight up. Look, ASU is, uh, you know, played some respectable basketball, maybe playing for Bobby Hurley's job last four games. Respectable, not outstanding, but respectable. 1.039 points per possession allowed on defense. But more importantly, they have splashed 24 triples over their last two games. So Heath and Horn are riding a heater from way downtown. And if that continues as it should against Washington, I think they're going to upend the Huskies. Washington, number nine in the Pac-12 and three-point percentage D, giving up 34.9%. And they're number 11 and effective field goal percentage defense. Uh, this should be a high-scoring game. Uh, should be briskly paced. And if Arizona State lights it up from long range, I think they're going to score a victory. So fade or follow, ASU taking it on the money line in Seattle against the Huskies, plus 110 at FanDuel Sportsbook. I, Brad, the last two times I've tried to fade the Huskies, I've gotten screwed. And I'm just a little <laughs> concerned. Uh, I'm a little bit concerned that that may wind up carrying over and I'm going to somehow jinx you. Remember, this is a team that beat um, Colorado and Utah back-to-back a couple of weeks ago. Uh, strangely. Um, yeah, exactly. And that's what has me worried is because those two wins were their last two home games. They took out Colorado by two. They beat Utah in overtime. Uh, So I'm a little concerned that the Huskies uh, have figured some things out at home, because if you go back a couple of weeks before that, they beat Stanford and Cal at home. And I know, you know, it's Stanford, it's Cal, but this team is winning at home right now. So, brother, I got to fade you on this one. I don't think it's going to be forks up. I think it's going to be one of those uh, little uh, those sporks we used to get at uh, Taco Bell. (laughs) Well, in other words, the Huskies are going to poop on my pillow. And uh, you're probably right. So I'm right, ASU. Lundy's going to fade me. Uh, If you want the late night action, side with Lundy. Stick around for my top picks in the world of college basketball. Plus, bonus time in the NBA, the NHL, and, of course, more college hoops. Number two. All right, Lenny, let's go to a very sophomoric uh, uh, named uh, school, and that is Moorhead State. Uh, going on the road to take on the Belmont Bruins in some hot and spicy OVC action. And, and I'm going to go with Moorhead here, and I'm going to take him plus 10 on the road against uh, one of the class schools of that conference. Just too many points. Uh, you look at Belmont. Yeah, they're number one in the league in a total offensive efficiency, but Moorhead, number two in adjusted dif- defensive efficiency in the OVC, giving up just 28.37% from distance. And that is critical because Belmont, great ball movement and floor spacing, as we've always seen with these Belmont teams, uh, they really pile up the points, in particular, usually from outside. And if Moorhead State's defense arrives, 
Uh, they should be able to keep this one in single digits. The Eagles also fly from three, shooting 36.8%. And Belmont, very subpar defensively. So Cooper, Hollowell, Hall, all those guys shooting at least 37% from along the perimeter. If they're splashing the cylinder, I think Moorhead's going to score us a cover. So fade or follow the Eagles of Moorhead State plus 10 on the road in Nash Vegas against Belmont. Well, the only thing that would be better, Brad, is if the over-under somehow involved 69. Um, so <laughs> let's, I, I, I'm going to go back to uh, January 20th when these two teams played before, and uh, uh, and Moorhead managed to get the cover. They were catching 14 and a half uh, mm-hmm. in that one, and they wound up uh, they wound up losing by nine. So I'm going to hope that it sticks to that same kind of total, that single-digit nine. In which case, your 10 will obviously uh, will obviously cash out. Uh, and then I'm just going to, um, as we as we move on to our final pick here in the Fade Five, I'm just going to giggle like a 12-year-old. <laughs> Which is what we do pretty much on a daily basis. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, give us some more head state. Por favor. Number one. All right, stick it with a bow, wow, wow, yippee-yo, yippee-yay. And the dogs, uh, we're going to stay out west, and we're going to go with Washington State. Yeah, Wazoo, plus six. At home against the behemoth Arizona Wildcats. Minus 110 at DraftKings. Uh, I like this Washington State team quite a bit. One of the most underrated uh, West Coast teams that is out there. Number one in the conference in adjusted offensive efficiency. Giving up just 0.885 points per possession. And only 26.5% from along the arc in Pac-12 play. 44% of Washington State shots come from three. And in Arizona... Uh, is middling in that department defensively. Number seven in the Pac-12 and three-point percentage defense. Uh, Dennis Rodman's kid is on this squad, and he's got a shot unlike his pops, and he's a pretty damn good rebounder like his pops was, of course, too, back in the day. Uh, But it's all about Roberts and Flowers taking flight uh, from outside. If those guys are hitting their triples, uh, don't be shocked if the Cougs pull off the Shocker special against Arizona, but I'll take the points and play it safe. So give me Washington State plus six at home against Arizona minus 110 at DraftKings. Fade or follow. I like this one because you're so tempted to take the money line and yet you're actually tempted. doing the sm- you're 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 doing the smart thing and you're taking the points uh, instead, which I which I like in this one as well. I think the Cougars are good. The Cougars do not have a great record at home. They're only nine and five uh, at the Palouse. Uh, so they're they're struggling in terms of trying to get the wins at home. But I think they're going to stay competitive. Um, you know, they 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 absolutely waxed uh, Tad Boyle and the Buffaloes. We were talking about CU uh, and their contest against uh, the Huskies a minute ago, but Wazoo absolutely made Colorado look stupid uh, a couple of weeks ago. Beat them by, what, 27, I think? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was, I watched it was that game. It was, a, it was an ass-kicking of epic proportions. Yeah, it, it was it was bad, and that was on the heels of of beating the Utes by 17. So this Washington State team, uh, like you said, they're gonna they're gonna try to shoot from outside. If they're making those early, they can make this really interesting. So I'm not going as crazy as you on the money line, not even a half unit. But I do like the Cougars getting these points against Zona at home. All right, uh, let's go ahead and round this episode out, hombre. It's Bernie's time. What else do you like? Uh, and it's pick your poison, NHL, NBA, uh, Super Bowl, whatever the hell you want, well, man. 
Well, I'll be honest with you, Brad. The NHL kind of has been poison lately uh, <laughs> to my uh, to my bank account. Let's get another over in here. I already gave you Toronto and Calgary going over six. Let's do the same thing with the Lightning and the Avalanche, uh, a game being played at Ball Arena in Denver that some folks think could be a preview of what the Stanley Cup finals will be. Colorado, who had their 18-game home winning streak snapped before the All-Star break by the absolutely putrid Coyotes. Now the Lightning come calling. Um, it would not surprise me for the Avs to now lose two in a row at home they still do not have Nathan McKinnon back um, uh, but he is expected back here within the next couple of games but I'm going to focus on the total let's take it on the over at six this is another one that I think might climb up to six and a half by the time we get to puck drop Tampa's been over in six straight games as a road dog and these two teams in their last four matchups have hit the over so I'm going to follow the trend in that one and then I want to go back to that Calgary game with a player prop for you Andrew Mangiapane mm. uh to get a single point uh, is at a plus 100. This is a guy that has been scoring points recently, so I'm kind of surprised to see this one at the plus odds. He is certainly not the top uh, point getter on the Flames, but he always manages to find his way uh, to be around the puck uh, and around the plays. And so I think he's going to get either an assist or uh, or a goal tonight. So we're going to take him, especially at plus odds. I think that's a really nice payday for him. He leads the team in goals uh, with 22, but he is a guy that, like I said, when he's out there, his time on the ice, he makes the most of it from that wing spot. And I do expect a lot of scoring against the Leafs. So take Mangiapane plus 100 to get a single point tonight against the Leafs. I love it. All right, uh, let's go back to the world of college basketball. Uh, and I'm going to go back out west. It is a Pac-12 uh, heavy night tonight, and the Oregon Ducks are going to be <laughs> – Quacking at home against a visiting Stanford Cardinal. I'm going to lay the eight and a half. Minus 110 at DraftKings. Uh, Oregon, number four in the nation in adjusted offensive efficiency at home. Scoring 1.184 points per possession there inside Knight Arena. Uh, they're shooting 38.3% uh, from distance and 58.3% inside the arc. Getting lost in those floor trees in the ugliest court in college basketball. Stanford, number 207. And road defensive efficiency, and they've got turnover problems galore on the road as well. 26.2% of the time coughing it up. So I think Oregon will race away, win by double figures. Uh, and then my last pick uh, in college basketball, I'll, I'll lay the 10 on Cleveland State against UIC, uh, who the Horizon League just did dirty, and they're going to deny the kids to play in a postseason tournament because UIC is moving the Missouri Valley. Shame on you. Horizon League administrators, just a, a straight-up dirty move. But uh, uh, this Cleveland State team can really score inside. Number 18 in the country in two-point percentage offense. And UIC, very leaky defensively. Number 288 in two-point percentage D. And number 313 in adjusted offensive efficiency. So for me... Uh, I am going to lay the points there in the chalk with Cleveland State again, minus 10 against UIC. And then going back to the NBA, oh, you want to get seduced uh, by the juice. We'll do so with Bam Adebayo. Give me the over on two and a half combined steals plus blocks in New Orleans against the Pels at plus 115. Uh, Wham Bam, thank you. Bam uh, has done this in five of his last six games on the over. He's averaging just two and a half steals per game alone. So, you know, if you get the average or close to it there, get a couple and in one block shot, he's averaging 0.8 blocks per game in the month of February. 
And I think he's going to score us a winning ticket there again on the plus odds. And that is a wrap on this edition of the Feed the Noise podcast. Please follow Lundy on social media, on Twitter, at Nate Lundy. Check me out there, at Noisy Huevos. Drop us a rating and a review, would you kindly, if you enjoy this podcast. Helps us out tremendously. And until next time, as always, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the Noise.